0: hey everybody
1: welcome back to living life legit It's
0: amber and kendall coming to your ears right now
1: so we are so i don't know about you amber but i've noticed that we keep telling people what we're going to talk about in our next episodes and then we change our minds
0: we're not going to do that anymore we're just going to surprise you guys that's what we're going to do because kendall and i we have lofty goals and then we're like you know what would be really cool and then you know Life happens. So we're going to quit telling you guys what we're going to do, and we're just going to surprise the heck out of you.
1: Yep. So we decided that today we're going to talk about friends and friendship and people. Do
0: you want me to sing it? When you're the best of friends. Do-do-do. Somebody email me and tell me what movie that's from because Kendall doesn't know. I don't. Having so much fun together. I don't know. That's all I know.
1: She's offering a quarter to anybody who... A quarter. You know, a whole quarter, guys.
0: A How do you say quarter? quarter? I say quarter. Quarter? Quarter. I, I don't know if I like when people like accentuate the qu- like quarter.
1: You want a quarter?
0: No. No, no, no. Quarter. Like, go watch Bridesmaids and Rose Byrne. She says quarter when they come out, like her stepkids come out. And she's like, put a quarter in the swear jar watch it. It drives me nuts every time I watch that movie.
1: Alrighty then. Okay, so back to friendship. What is what does friendship mean to you, Amber?
0: Well, here I used to think, you know, some people think that having a lot of friends means something. I don't necessarily agree with that because I think finding real, true, solid friendships are very, very hard to come by.
1: It is. And even those true solid friendships that you think are solid sometimes aren't solid. I, one of my favorite things that I read one time was um, the closer that Jesus got to the cross, the fewer people he had around him.
0: Um, that makes me nervous. Am I, <laughs> am I close to the cross? Because uh, I think I've got you and my dogs, Ken. Like. I agree with you on I think it's very hard for Christians to have good, solid friendships because. Like we've said many, many times, being a Christian just trying to be a Christian on your own is difficult in the sense that we live in this ungodly world. So I think, oh, I mean, let's take Jesus for instance. He surrounded himself with nothing but sinners and right. even his 12 disciples. I mean, we know we got some issues there. So even his most, you got Judas, you got Peter. I one mean, who
1: betrayed him and one who denied him. So I mean, it's hard. It's, and they were handpicked, like handpicked, handpicked, so it is, it's, it's, and let's be honest, making friends as adults is not, not really easy.
0: I was thinking about it because I would consider, you know, like my, like you, my sisters to be my best friends. Like I even told Amanda this week, I was like, I'll be your best friend. <laughs> she <laughs> said, okay. She sent me a smiley face and a really cute meme from um, Schitt's Creek. So. Oh, that's funny. But I mean, thinking about it, like, I mean, I consider my closest best friends, my family, my, yeah. my sisters. So it's. It's hard to kind of dive it. Like, what do you consider your best qualities in a friend? Like, I mean, now I'm like, how do we – like, it, it's so easy when you were kids to make friends. It's like, hey, you like my little ponies? And then the little girl on the playground would say, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I think we just became best friends. Basically. There's, there's not a lot of prerequisites when you're younger on making best friends. No. But I feel like now I'm like, what do I even say? Like, sometimes I get socially awkward. I'm like, what do I even say to people?
1: Yeah. You – I mean – Even as an adult trying to find commonalities between you and things that you like. But when you get down to like a more spiritual level of things too, like if you don't align with me spiritually, it's going to be not that we can't be friends. We just will not have as deep of a relationship as we could.
0: Because it's harder because who you surround yourself with will affect your character. I mean, it could break down who you're. You are as a character. I mean, your your spirituality is always under attack, and so I mean, we've heard that since we were young kids in school. Like, you are who you friend you who you're friends with, and
1: you know, would now if Billy jumped off a bridge, would you do would it you too? Do it? Like, that's always. I mean, I've used that before to kids too. Well, he told me to. Okay, well, if he told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it?
0: Well, no. Okay, then don't hit them. Is he the boss of you? Like, that too. But you have, and I think that's one thing that's attacking our youth a lot is with social media, with everything that we're bombarded with visually now from such an ungodly world. It's very hard for, you always have that, you don't have kids sticking up for, well, I don't care. Like they're always, it's funny because everybody's like, you know, do do your own thing, do your own independence, be your own person, but yet. They're telling you to be your own person, but only if your own person aligns with what's popular right now. Yes. So, are you your own person?
1: Exactly. So, if you disagree with me, then you're wrong. You're immediately wrong.
0: You're not cool. Nobody can hang out with you. Like, you're shunned. Like, this whole, like, I'm not even going to get on this tangent, but this whole cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel me, then. I don't care because you know who hasn't canceled me? Jesus. Right. So. I I don't care what people of this earth think of me. I care. Like we should only be concerned with what Jesus thinks of us. We should. Which,
1: of course, is always easier said than done. But I realized too, for me personally, the older I've gotten, the easier it is for me to cut people off that are not, not that they're not beneficial for me, but they just, we just don't align on the same things.
0: I mean, mom's always said, mom's said to me before, like, she never worried about me falling under, like. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yeah, because she's like, you were always just like, I don't care. <laughs> and you I think it's you still are. Yeah, I think it's only amplified the older that I've gotten. Like, if people don't like me, I'm like, man, eh, well, <laughs> you can't well, please everybody, huh? know what you can do.
1: Well, like talking to people, like if you and I can have a difference of opinion and we can have a legitimate discussion about it, we could be friends. If we're going, if you're going to argue with me and invalidate my thoughts just because they don't agree with yours then chances are we're not going to be friends because we can't even have a discussion about things.
0: I think that's what is happening right now. It's if you're not aligned with the agenda and it makes me feel really bad for kids. I feel
1: kids are already confused as it is.
0: I think almost now there's like a new level of bullying. Like you may not physically be bullying me, but in this social world, if your thoughts are like, I mean, Granted, Christianity always been under attack. We're always going to be under attack. It just is what it is. But I feel like even now more so, it's for kids trying to stand up in school when we have all, when we have the things like cancel culture. And and if you don't align with me, then then I'm cutting you off. I just feel like it's harder for kids nowadays than it's. It's a different sort of bullying. Like, you might not be p- being picked on for your size or for this, but, I mean, you're you're being threatened to, like, well, we're, you're going to be shunned, basically. And it's right. having a kid stand up to when you're, you know, I mean, think of Reagan's age. When you're in middle school and that's a formative time for you mm-hmm. where it's, that's not something you want. You don't want to be canceled. And I think it's, you know, you have to have that very strong character building to not fear that. Right. And so I think it's just a different level of bullying for kids. While they're trying to make friends, so I think that's why church is an amazing place to have those friends. Sure. I mean, that's where that's where all my friends were. I mean, I know I had friends, but I mean, I brought my f- best friends to church. Like, I mean,
1: right? I've, I mean, I that's the, one of the best things that you can do for your friends is to lead them to the Lord. They don't know the Lord. I mean, there's been people that I've invited to church who have stayed, and it makes me so happy that they like it that much,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that they're growing in their relationship with Christ because that's what we're here for.
0: I think there's a stigma too on Christianity in a younger age that we don't have fun. Like, I had so much fun in church with my church I friends. I did too, actually. Like we did, we I had really good um, youth, like youth pastors, youth leaders though, that we, I think they saw maybe a need in that. And that was 20 years ago, but yeah. they saw that kind of need. Like we would do fun functions together. I think everybody still has a stigma of church being like, you go and you're holding open your hymnal and you sing for four hours and then you get the fire and brimstone sermon for the other four hours. And it's just right. not like that. Like I, we grew up in a church and I never felt that. I always was excited to go to Sunday school. Sunday school,
1: yes. Big church, not so much. Well, we
0: had a fire and brimstone preacher. And that's why <laughs> Fire and
1: brimstone preacher for sure. But yeah, Sunday school was always great because that's where that's where you did arts and crafts. That's and you where you about saw your friends. And that too.
0: like, And that was the thing too is I didn't go to school with everybody that was in. I mean, we had several different high schools. So I got to see my friends that I didn't get to see on a daily basis. Like we didn't see each other at school. So we didn't get to see each other at school because we went to different schools.
1: I'm gonna apologize for my dog barking because I know that there's gonna be some parts of it that I won't be able to cut out. So my sincerest apologies. Stop it. He barks at leaves blowing down the sidewalk, guys. Stop it. Anyway, okay. So I told Amber one of my um, one of my favorite stories to read in the Bible is um, it is called Jesus heals the paralytic, and it's in Luke five chapters seventeen. Through 26. This is by far one of my favorites. And it kind of goes to show you the people that you surround yourself with. The people that you rely on and people who support you and build you up. And the kind of friends that you want to have. So basically the gist of the story is Jesus is in
0: Galilee. He's doing his whole thing. He's doing what Jesus did. He's doing what Jesus did. And he's preaching. He's teaching. But he's in a home and.
1: People at this point in time have gotten wind of Jesus and the things that he's done, and they have started to gather everywhere that he is. Well, there's this massive crowd that has built outside of this home. Pharisees are there, all sorts of random people who nobody, you know, they're not, names aren't mentioned in the Bible of who they were. But this, basically,
0: Jesus was like the first superstar. He really was. I mean, people followed him around, yep. people recorded his thoughts, his teachings. I, he legitimately was the first social media, like a word of him spread. Yeah.
1: So this large group is gathered outside this home while these friends have another friend who is paralyzed and has been paralyzed probably his whole life, if not the majority of his life, where he's on this cot basically. And they are like, we've got to get you to Jesus. You know, he can heal you and he can make you walk. So they're going through and they run into this crowd and they don't know what to do. So these friends love their friend so much, have so much faith that Jesus can heal him that they climb on top of the roof of the home that Jesus is in, break through and lower their friend down through the roof on the cot almost literally on top of Jesus's lap.
0: And it's important to say the reason that like they're not just destroying somebody's home. They I mean, wherever Jesus went, crowds followed. He was literally the first preacher i mean this is why we say god created like his legacy on this earth is he created the church that's what he did he would go around teach preach that's what he was doing and so these friends could not get his their uh, other paralyzed friend to jesus
1: through the crowd so they found other ways to get him to where he needed to be
0: they were like you know what we're not leaving here until our friend is healed like we've heard it we believe it we've got the faith you know what we're gonna do (laughs) we're going to just break a big fat hole in this roof and okay. we're just going to lower you down
1: and because of their faith because Jesus saw how much they loved their friend and because of the faith that they had in Jesus would heal him Jesus healed him and amber I is going to read it from her
0: bible I love my bible I have a she reads truth bible and I love the way that they say it because he tells them he sees what these friends have done for their friend First, he forgives the mother's sins, but he's also, I think it's important, too, to challenge that, you know, the Pharisees and the chief priests are always questioning Jesus.
1: Because he is saying always. things that you're not supposed to say because Jesus, well, to them, Jesus isn't a Pharisee. He's not someone who's been taught.
0: Jesus has the power to heal. One of the things that they say is only God has the power to heal. So. Right. Since they don't have the faith that he's the Messiah, they think it's blasphemous. Right. So you got the Pharisees teaching him, and he, they're asking him, you know, who are you to forgive sins? Like, only God can forgive your sins, is what the Pharisees are teaching him. And so Jesus is like, why are you thinking this in your hearts? Like, why do you guys think that? Like, have I not? Part of me is, I mean, I, girl, has the, my heart goes out to the, the uh, people in the Bible. You know how I feel about Moses. I know. Jesus is like, oh my gosh. Like, have you not? <laughs> watched everything i'm doing like hi i'm the son of god that's who well, i am to be forgiving
1: and it says in that part of the story too that he heard their thoughts it they didn't say this out loud to him he heard what they were thinking
0: yeah that's exactly what it says and it just i love how jesus has got i love the snap i mean it's not snappy but it's kind of like a snappy comeback because he's like okay why do you think these things like first of all i'm reading your mind right. like yeah can i just say that like i'm totally blowing your mind by telling you what you're thinking and then he's, so he's like, you know what, what's, what's easier to say your sins are forgiven or to tell this guy to get up and walk. And so Jesus is like, you know what, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm healing this dude. I'm doing it. And he told the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your stretcher and go home. That's how my Bible says it. And I love that. Kendall's is a little more eloquent, but I love how he just, he's like, hey, get up off of the stretcher go on home. And immediately he got up before them, picked up what he had been lying on and went home to glorify God. There it is.
1: All because his... So if you... His friends are what got him there because God knows he was paralyzed. He wasn't getting there on his own. His friends were the reason that he got to see Jesus and got to be healed.
0: And how we kind of relate this to the people you surround yourself with is they could have showed up at this crowd and go, oh, like... We can sit here and we can wait, we could do this, or they could have given up and just said, there's no way we're going to break through this crowd. Those are the type of people that instilled his faith because they did not quit and they did not give up on their friend. They had faith that Jesus was going to heal him and they did not let their friend, because I mean, that what would have happened if they had given up and said, you know what, we're never going to get through this crowd, taking him home, he wouldn't have been going home and glorifying God.
1: Right.
0: So they... Found a way. I mean, that's the type of people that you want to surround yourself with that are going to grow your spirituality align with your spirituality and keep you on the path that God's chosen for you.
1: Right, and help you in times of need. And you know, you if you're ever having a hard time reaching out to someone and say, "Hey, can you pray for me for this?" And that's been one of my hardest parts is not having people where I can just text and be like, "Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Can you pray for me?" that's my own fault for not. It's almost, I feel for me, I feel shameful even admitting the sins that I'm having trouble with and reaching out to people. But once you do have those people in your life, that'll do that. Like, it's great to be able to be like immediate thought of I can text so-and-so and I know that they'll pray for me with no judgment. They won't ask questions. They'll just be like, okay,
0: praying. That was Jesus's intention. I mean, on this earth, like I don't for a second believe that Jesus, God meant for us to do this on our own. Oh, no. He gave us the church to create that community. And I mean, when there's more than two people praising the Lord, you can guarantee that he's always there. I mean, he's always here anyway, but you can guarantee that he's there.
1: And it always cracks me up when people do quote that verse from the Bible too, because everybody says he's always there, but we're one or more gathered he is for sure there.
0: I think and maybe it means to me, like, I feel him more when more people are around.
1: Oh, yeah. there's some. It's just like that stuff that's going on in Ashbury with all of the revivals and stuff. Like, there's something different about praising and worshiping in a church full of people who are praising and worshiping, too, than just me by myself in my car. Not that I still don't feel the Lord and certain times when I'm praising and worshiping, it's just a different...
0: Like when you have those true Christian friends surrounding you and you're yeah. all praising each other, I feel it's more of a tangible, like you you can feel it in the atmosphere, like yeah. I am surrounded right now by Jesus mm-hmm. and I, I feel it. I think it's just more prominent. Yeah. So that's kind of what we just, we just want to give you guys a little tidbit today on... Yeah.
1: About friendship and just, you know, also being careful about who you let into your life and knowing the truth, knowing your worth and not letting people come in and degrade you and break you down. Standing firm in your faith, standing firm in the truth is paramount in making sure that you are picking the right people to be with you because not everyone is good for you.
0: Kendall and I kind of talked about it last week too. Keep in mind that Satan is not everywhere and he uses whatever tools are available. And that means people as well. So the type of people that you let in your life, you might be letting, opening a door to Satan that you're not aware of yet.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's what I've noticed is there's been certain people that I've let in and I've noticed changes in myself. To where I've cut them off, and it's a completely different like I entertained a send with you. we're no longer friends. I don't entertain that sin anymore, so
0: so if you guys need a friend, feel <laughs> free to email us at Kindle's going to give you our social needs
1: living life legit seven at gmail.com. um follow us on instagram living underscore life underscore legit. We do have a Facebook page as well, living life legit, yeah. Email us. Let us know what's going on. Let us know if you have any prayer requests. Um, Slip into our DMs, whatever you need. Um, I'm going to say out there for any of the listeners, if they would like to um, add a couple people to their prayer lists, I'm not going to give names, um, but a good friend of mine found out that her dad is going to have to have brain surgery. Um, not sure when yet, but if you'll just keep them in your prayers. And then they also found out that their cousin has AML leukemia little eighth grade girl is going to have to go through chemo. Um, so if you guys could keep them in your prayers, that would be great. Um, another friend of mine has a sister who has breast cancer. Um,
0: a lot of medical stuff. I yes. have a coworker who actually had, a, earlier this week, she had a brain hemorrhage. So she's in the ICU yeah. right now. So, a lot, so of, a lot of medical issues going on right now. And we will send out to anybody who needs it. I mean, Jesus knows, God knows who needs it. We'll send out prayers as well for anybody that may need it. It does
1: so if you guys will keep them in your prayers and if you guys have any prayers that you would like for us to pray for you let us know
0: be sure to, to just <laughs> subscribe rate us
1: oh, preferably
0: yeah. rate us with a five if you want to rate yeah. us with a one please just keep it to yourself
1: if you want to rate us a one please email and let us know why so that maybe we can change some things we're open to criticism just
0: anyway thanks for joining us guys we'll see you next time have a great day bye bye